Hey, it is L.A. Lloyd, and today is the third time for Bad Flower to co-host The Rock 30. Uh, last time that I was with Josh, um, we were in Vegas at the Hashtag Happens Convention uh, back in 2019, uh, just a little over two years ago, man. So good to see you again. You're looking, uh, you're looking good. You look happy. So I hope that's that's right. Thank you. I just woke up, so there's probably bags <laughs> under the eyes. I promise it's it's just because I'm tired. And right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not abusing my body. <laughs> too bad so that uh convention in vegas i mentioned was also the first time i got to see you guys perform live and you know i have to say a lot of times at some of these shows i've been to during conventions when you got a lot of radio people a lot of record people together in the audience sometimes you know it's it's a little tough to play to that crowd just because you know they're a bit jaded man so how do you feel that show went because i i thought actually uh everyone was uh listening and paying attention and you guys did a damn good show that was the one in the um it was like in a little bar right right yes because i remember the first time we did that it wasn't called um it was the name of it was different right and it was in the john barbados store that we played that's right and then yeah yeah uh uh, actually, I, you know what? I don't. I remember that going horribly for us, <laughs> but people were really happy. It was just the, it was the first time that we played a couple songs from our record, like our song "Promise Me." I think that was the very first time we actually played it in front of people. Wow! And um, and it took a minute for songs like that to really to start to feel right, mm-hmm. and it, and it didn't feel right then. So I, we 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 felt a little bit disappointed, but all the people after us, like as jaded as they are, were so excited and they loved it, and you know we're singing our praises. So we tried to we tried to pretend like we didn't hate our performance. That's a tough thing. Well, one thing that I have noticed just watching some of your live videos on YouTube or something like that, if you do. Uh, maybe what you guys think was an error or a mistake and, you know, maybe the audience had pick up, but you guys, you know, you just kind of roll with the punches, man. And just like, Hey, this is the way it is. And, you know, I think a perfect show is almost impossible for anyone. Don't you? Yeah. Well, yeah, but mistakes are fine. Mistakes are kind of like cute. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's when like, it's, if I can't sing it, if right. I can't like hit the notes and I'm like trying too hard and I don't even sound like myself, like the, and, and I'm ultra critical about that. Not as many people would even notice. But yeah, I don't mind mistakes. We we, we laugh. We we like we laugh at each other when we when we fuck up. You know, to follow that uh, jaded question as far as the audience is concerned, this one is kind of more uh, geared towards the band. I mean, you know, you're starting off, you get uh, three number one songs, and, uh, you know, did did you ever get jaded yourself after maybe the third one hit, and you went like, well, you know, okay, we got another number one, or was it always like, holy cow, man, we got three? Unfortunately, yes. Really? We get we get jaded really quick, yeah. And it's sad and it's it, that's what turns people into divas. And I'm, I'm constantly checking myself because I'm like, I don't want to be like, I want, I want it to be just as exciting as the, like every moment to be just as exciting every time as it was the first time. And it's just not the case. Right. It's tough. Yeah, I guess so, man. You have to check yourself at the door a lot of times. Um, I did want to get one COVID question in uh, just so we don't dwell on it the entire interview. But, you know, I've asked every band, you know, with this downtime that everyone kind of went through, especially at the beginning of the pandemic. Have you started a new hobby or pursued something different that you would have never went for had you not had a little bit of downtime off the road? Yeah, I bought a farm in Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now is it a functioning farm do you have chickens you have a planter bed for we, garden got, what do you what do you got we, here we we came into it and it was already a horse boarding facility like yeah. a small horse boarding business and we kept that running so we've got horses here right and um 
And the idea is it's going to be like bad flowers hub. So one of the first things we did was build this room yeah, to start good. with and finished our record in here. And then, um, and yeah, we're going to get like, we want rescue cows and, nice. and mostly cows, but probably pigs, chickens, all of them, like, like farm animals that are typically like the, the most abused. We just want them to like live out the rest of their lives. Happy. How do you like all the locals there in Tennessee with that accent? Because I grew up in North Carolina, but even when I go to Tennessee, man, it seems like it's really the Southern draw thing, you know? It is for sure. And you know what? We're not, I, I have to constantly tell people too, they're like, oh, how's Nashville? I'm not in Nashville. Right. Okay. Like the idea, the idea was to move close to Nashville, but we're, we're in Tennessee. Okay. There's an, and there's a difference. There's a big difference. Um, but I love it. They're the nicest people ever. Like our, all of our neighbors and, and people owning the surrounding farms are all just like so helpful and kind and. Um, and yeah, they do have the thick accent, but I love it. Well, that, you know, I'm really surprised by the horses. I mean, are you familiar with horses? Do you have a background or is this all new to you? No, we didn't know anything. So wow. it's been like the neighborhood has helped us out a lot. Like the, well, what's cool about it. It's, it's not, we're not, uh, it's not like a full care facility. It's a self-care facility. So we just basically have stables, um, and, and the, and the land and the horses just run around and roam and live and the owners come by to really take care of them. But that, but there's still the responsibility that you have with them. And so yeah. there's a lot we've had to learn. You have to just make sure they're fed. So putting out bales of hay, uh, make sure there's water, like all that kind of stuff. That's cool. But we really fell in love with them. Like it's, 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 I think some of the, like one of the coolest things that I get to do, and I can't wait till it's cows as well. Cause I yeah. just love cows, but like I'm in this room and I, I literally just walk out this door and through a fence and like, I can be writing the most like awful dark, messed up song of my career and then walk out and just like on the pasture petting horses and calm down like and just like ground myself and chill and that's so cool i love that man that's like that's great story um the thing i love about bad flower was when we talked about this a little bit you were the first rock act uh to get signed to the big machine label group um now that you've released full album you've had you know two singles to kind of follow up to that as you're working on the new album i guess uh, has your relationship changed at all in regards to the way you guys want to continue to put out the uh, the new music from the band? Uh, what do you mean exactly? Well, I'm just kind of curious if, you know, and I'll tell you why, because I have a question that's going to follow this one about you were the first band that kind of told me you really didn't see the importance of releasing a full-length album, say, as it was right. five to ten years ago. So I was just kind of curious if they're still kind of pushing the traditional way or if they're just totally happy with you putting out singles as we go along. Uh, they'd be happy with us doing anything. I mean, they'd work with us if we if we had some grand idea, like, here's how we want to do it, they'd be down. We never had a grand idea. We just didn't care to stick with that format. Right. That said, we all decided what we have right now is an album and we're going to put it out as an album in the more traditional sense. But probably I would imagine we'll do singles a little bit closer together. Yeah. You know, I think when we did Ghost, it was like Ghost was out for almost a year before the album came out right. because it, it, it stayed on the radio for so long or maybe not a year, but it was a long time. And we just toured that one song forever. I don't think that's going to be the same also it's a bit different for us now because we've had some success and there's some familiarity um and so we don't really have to like get in front of as many people's faces like when we play shows more people show up um so i think it's going to go faster and there will be more singles leading up to an album release but but yeah generally it's the same 
So uh, how has it felt, you know, having new music out there and, and getting radio airplay and obviously YouTube uh, views and everything like that, but you can't go out and tour? I mean, obviously you're about to, but what's what's it been like just kind of sitting and, and waiting to go out there and, and do these songs live as they were meant to be? Uh, we, well, we haven't been waiting. We've been writing and, and recording this entire time. In fact, we, we've got a show coming up in like three days or something. Okay. Wow. <laughs> our first Our first show in about a year and a half. Yeah. And we didn't have time to schedule rehearsal for it. <laughs> like that's how we're still so busy. We're not just. That's the show I want to be at. That's the show I want to be at. It's gonna be a train wreck. Like truly, <laughs> there's the the only rehearsal we're getting is well, we have three of us here. Anthony's not here at the moment, so we have no drummer. But the but the three of us are here, and we ran through the songs yesterday. Just three of us, and um, and it'll be it'll be fun. But yeah, our our actual full band rehearsal is gonna be during soundcheck, and that's it. After a year and a half of not playing, we're gonna, we have to play. Uh, can I swear? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we we've. I just sometimes I've nerves nervous about. No, that's uh, all good. The world, and we've never played the world live, <laughs> nor did we even play it in the recording. We this the that song was recorded all in different cities. So you've never actually sat we've down as a band. We've never been in a room and played that song. Once. Wow, never. Oh my god! And we're gonna do it on stage for the first time. We're gonna try at least because yeah. I think it's it would be really unfair if we didn't play that song because sure. it's doing well. And but that's so crazy! Like that's that's <laughs> that's like it blows my mind. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, um, you know the most memorable thing that I've taken from uh, all the interviews we've done together is you know you were very open about uh, your panic attacks, and I shared that I have panic attacks, and we kind of found a little bit of this bond. Uh, mine seem to be coming less and I don't know if it's because I just kind of chilled out for a year and didn't have to go to the daily routine or whatever. Maybe I've just got a little bit more control of my anxiety, but, um, obviously talking about what you're about to confront doing that song. I mean, does, does that bring on panic attacks or how are you doing two years later after we last talked about it? I've been doing much better as well. Good. Same, same kind of thing. I've just chilled out a bit. Um, but I also haven't played a show in forever. And that's usually that's when I when it's like tour mode. Right. That's when it starts to I start to feel it um, right now. When I think about like doing that song and doing all these songs that we haven't done in forever, I, I kind of laugh, which is a good sign. Yeah. Like it's like that's that's so ridiculous that we've never played it. We're going to play it for the first time in front of people. I hope it's not a train wreck where normally my attitude about it would be like not that I right. wouldn't be laughing. I would be really unhappy. And um and and stressing out about it, so I'm less stressed. That's good, but we'll see when the day comes, and then we'll also see when, you know, it's a it's a it's a tour schedule which we already have. We just haven't announced it. But when the schedule is like oh, you're out for three months, four months straight, you're right. not going home, and you have a show every night, and it's and that's that's uh that might be triggering. Well, I. I- think you probably feel the same, but I just feel like when I don't have these panic attacks and I'm not really thinking about it, it just feels like this huge weight has been lifted off my shoulder when I'm not going through that. And I mean, I know it's all mental, man. It's just, it really is, is, is stressful. And I feel like, and I'm, I'm just so happy that it's not as bad as it used to be. So I'm glad for you as well, man. Yeah. And same to you. Congrats. That's, that is, uh, it's so great. Yeah. It's, it's all about, it's all about the power you give it. It's all about how, how much like if, if you can feel that feeling and it can be totally physical, like you can't even analyze in your mind what it is. It's just physically your body. You can feel it as long as you can recognize, oh, I'm, it's just anxiety. Like there's nothing wrong at all. 
calm down. You're fine. And then it might just completely go away. My biggest panic attack is, I don't know why, because um, 20 years ago, I could drive through a tunnel, no problem. I could drive on a freeway with the barricades. When I hit it now, it triggers it just like that because I have in my mind that I'm going to pass out while I'm driving through this and crash into the wall or something. And that's where my panic attacks come from. Now, I can ride with someone across the bridge. Don't mind it at all. It's when when you're in control. Because I feel like I'm just going to pass out, you know? Have you had an experience like that? No. And that's the thing that I try to keep telling myself from the the self-help books I've read is like, look, go through it and then realize you didn't do what you think you're going to do. Next time you go through it. You never have. Right, right. Nope, never have. So. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Oh, well, good luck with that. Thank you. Um, I think it sounds like you're taking the right approach. Just like I'm, I'm into that, like face it head on. Go do it. Right. A lot of today's culture, I think, is doesn't give you that. That's not the advice that's that's typical. It's usually like stay away from things that trigger you. Stay away from things and and try to, you know, stay away from people that blah 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 blah. And I'm like, that's not my. That's not the way I approach it. Like, go go confront these things head on and become a stronger person. Face your fears. That's right. Yeah. Um, a great interview you did with Alternative Press, where you said, I think we're very confronting and we touch on topics that a lot of people won't. Uh, I love that you said that. And, you know, has that attitude made it easier for you guys all to be more direct to say exactly what you want to say, no matter what anyone thinks? Yes. Yes, it has. But it's still really scary. It's still so scary. So it comes with problems by being so direct, I guess. Yeah, I think I think I'm the only one who feels that way. I don't think anyone in my band feels that way. It's it's just me. And it also depends on what we're being direct about. Um, this album, there's this whole, there's this undertone of, you know, aside from like just the fun, exciting songs that some of the serious ones and some of the fun ones, there's this undertone of like portraying myself as the villain, right? which is something that I don't think is done enough in music today or done enough in culture, just in general. It's everyone's talking about them being the victim or who's the victim and um, neglecting the fact that everybody has villainous char- characteristics and qualities and s- certain things that we suppress or certain things that had our childhood been slightly different, we might have become this way. Or, um, and, I, and I recognize that in myself. I watch a lot of podcasts and like lectures and stuff when people talk about this, this kind of thing because it fascinates me too. Right. And there's, and there's this, uh, what I've learned about it is if you don't recognize your own evil tendencies or evil potential, I guess, you'll never you'll never be able to truly be good and be able to recognize that, that you're good. Right. You can't like, rather than comparing yourself to other people, like, Oh, that person this way. And I'm not recognize what you have been, what you've done or what you could potentially be. And that, that it's possible for you to potentially be the worst kind of person and that you're not that. Right. And then you can truly like find peace and in, in who you are and, and, and being a good person. And so anyway, I, I, I really love that. Like, that's something that, has like been stuck in my mind and I think about often and I think about, you know, when I see something, when I see some behavior online or I see behavior in real life that I like normally would just condemn, condemn like, oh, you're awful. You're a terrible person. I'm nothing like you. Well, hang on. How could I have been that? Like, could that have been me? Could I have said those things? Well, what, what could have shifted in my life? Yeah. You know what? I probably could. That could have been me. And so how about I have empathy for that person the same way I have empathy for the victim of some whatever, because that's it's all just life. And anyway, so I so I sing from the perspective uh, a lot of like often often in this record and some of my past stuff of like the worst kind of person, right. people that I'm not I don't I'm not like that person, but I could have been. And so I connect with it in some way. And 
And I think people are going to like, some people are going to really get that and love it. And some people are going to really hate it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what keeps it interesting. Why are you empowering this behavior? Well, clearly I'm not. Like clearly (laughs) it's, that's not what it is, but you take it however you want it. Anyway, sorry. I go off on this tangent too often when I do interviews and I got to like calm down. I love interviewing you, man. You're just so free form and it's, it's so great uh, to have you on. Um, You've said the song Thank you. 30. You're welcome. Uh, you've said the song 30 was a departure for radio listeners who kind of knew you from your uh, previous three hits and went to number one. Now, what would you say was the hardest part about turning 30? Because I'm going to double down on you here, Josh, because believe it or not, I am turning 60 in August and I am freaking out, dude. I mean, 30 didn't bother me, 40, 50, but 60 has some weird tone. So is that the way that 30 just kind of hit you? Yeah. What for one though? You look amazing. Well, God, thank you. Yeah, you like I, you like you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about that. You know, you don't look sixty and and si- yeah, sixty. I don't know. I can't say I can't. I don't. This is double my age. I don't know anything about being sixty or what it's like. So I'm not going to give you any advice. But you look great. Thank and, you. And uh, so you have no no need to worry there. Um, yeah, thirty thirties. I mean, since since twenty, honestly, since twenty years old, I've been dreading thirty. Really. Yeah, I, I it's I think it's mostly like when I'm trying to be, you know, a musician, a, a, a pop culture thing, you know, and there's like for a lot of people, it's you just you have your moment. It's your wave of time that you're really like it, it, you matter to the world and then you just don't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary. Like some people can outlast that yeah. and most of most of them don't. Most of them just have their moment and you might be you're lucky to have a decade and then you're out. Right. Right. Well, you're handling so, it pretty yeah. well so far, I think. Uh, yeah, I think you. I think as long as I keep being at, at myself, like I have I have to it's another thing I have to be conscious about is like don't chase trends, don't try to be even though like the 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 younger like Gen Z humor is so funny. I just love like I love that. I love the way that they joke and the way that they speak. I do too. But I'm such a millennial. Like it's so I'm so clearly a millennial and I just have to stay in my lane. Like just as long as I stay in my lane, I'm like I'll always be I'll always matter and I'll always be singing things that are important. As soon as I try to like pander to somebody younger than me or to like the younger crowd because I see other artists doing it that's that's the end like that's when it's then that's that's when my age shows my age will never show as long as I stay true to myself I have two Gen Z daughters and they definitely put me in my place all the time maybe that's why uh, they keep me young you know how old are they uh 21 and 17 so oh goodness <laughs> it has been a fight dude let me tell you and 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 my youngest one is uh, wanting to be a guitar player i'm like oh my god so uh she's doing pretty well um awesome. well i read uh you like the style of writing that kind of has a beginning a middle and end in a song is that meant for artists that you listen to or just the way you guys approach songwriting it's both it's and not all the songs that we write are like that, but some of my favorite ones that we've done feel that way. It's like it's a full story arc. It feels like a movie. Right. Um, and I and I learned that. Would you say 30 folk- is that type of song? Because it kind of feels that way when I watch the video a little bit. Is that is is that one or no? No, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. the video has quite an arc. The video is fun. But the song, no, the song is like it's it's just a series of feelings and thoughts. Yeah. I don't think there's any like beginning, middle end to that. Right, right. There, there are other songs like Daddy from our from our last album was like that. Promise Me was like that. Yeah. Um, 
Ghost was like that as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where it's like it really is every every verse. It was like the next, you know, closer and closer to that moment. Right. Um, so, yeah, there's something special about that, especially when it's really simple, like in a song like Ghosts. It's not it's not overly complicated. It's not spanning time that's too long. It's the, the time doesn't even matter. It's just like situation, 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 breaking point. I love that. It's a great video, too. Um, Thank you. So before uh, COVID, I mean, who were in your friend circles? I mean, do you do you run around with artists that you've toured with and festivals with or uh, maybe now that I'm learning you're living in, in Nashville, do you have more uh, friends that are close to you that are outside the business? I'll be honest with you. I don't have many friends just in general. We should be friends, man. I think we got a lot in common, even though we're 30 years apart in age. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like we do. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot of friends, but the few that I do, uh, I don't have many in Nashville. I mean, I have a couple and, and like one of my best friends is Ryan Seaman. He plays drums and I don't know how, but they found me. And he's just he's just an overall drum. He's drum played drums for everybody. Right. He's a close friend and he was in Nashville. He goes back and forth between Nashville and L.A. And I see him a lot. Yeah. Um, I was in L.A. recently and I caught up with grandson, who's another artist, Jordan. He's a friend. Love their music. Yeah. Yeah. So good. But not no, not many. That's about it. And then and then our, you know, my band and our touring group, I, this farm is a venture done with like two people from like the bad flower production and management side right. that are, you. that have just been close friends of mine forever. Good. So my band members aren't, aren't here, but they stay here and, and Joey's in Nashville. So he's really close, but yeah, okay. So that's, that's like, that's it. So, you know, I was kind of curious about your new song F the world. Uh, was this one written before the pandemic or during, because you know, to me it kind of was like, uh, and the reason I ask you that is because there's so many songs that I've played in the last year or so that sounds like they were written specifically for the pandemic, even though I'd say 90% of the people have said, no, this was all written way before. We had no idea this was coming. So how about for you guys on this one? It was uh, half and half, I half think. Half. Yeah, we don't we take a long time to write songs, typically. Yeah. So it's usually yeah, it was split up. And we but we also stressed to finish it because we 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 were asked, we, we thought it was going to be a movie sync. We were so we were finishing the song for a movie. We weren't even sure if we were going to put it out properly or put it on an album or anything like that. It was just like, get it done for the movie. But then the concept of it, like the climate change theme, I, I just couldn't get the idea out of my head and it had nothing to do with the movie. And so obviously the movie didn't take it because they're like, can you change lyrics? And I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, and then it was just uh, the label really loved it, too. And uh, yeah, so we just we just put it out. That was it, and it's actually doing really well. Apparently, it's researching at radio better than any other song. We've it's doing great. Out. It's doing really well. <laughs> yeah, man. it's wild. So don't become jaded, man. When you get another number one, all right? Oh, I will. All right. See, that's why I need like I need like an alternative number one because then it'll be exciting again. And then once I've had like three of those, I need a pop number one. There you go. And then and then I'm and then I quit music forever. <laughs> then I have to be. I've got to be done because there's not like after that. I'm only just gonna become a sh and sh person and nobody needs that no then you'll be a judge on american idol or the app i'll do that <laughs> that's perfect that's actually ideal <laughs> love that so uh as we close out the rock 30 today i wanted to give you the opportunity to uh to do an artist pick where you select one of your songs besides the latest single and uh tell me why you chose it oh from obviously something that's out <laughs> yes that would help because i gotta play it let me pick 30 you can pick more than one if you want that's fine let's do 30 and um gosh 
Let's do okay. Let's do let's do white noise. Okay, from our temper EP. All right. Well, we we've talked a little bit about thirty, but tell me why you chose white noise. White noise is like was uh from the first EP, which was I was so much younger and different, and like I don't know, I had like a whole different set of problems when that song was written because right. it's like that that was that that era of my life. And then 30 was the next era of my life. Perfect. See, we got that uh, beginning, middle, and end working here again, right? There you go. See, I'm, I, I somehow I'm very, I'm very attracted to that, obviously. <laughs> well, I want to thank uh, Josh from Bad Flower for co-hosting The Rock 30. Third time today, man. Uh, looking forward to seeing you a couple of weeks in Austin when you play here. And, uh, man, I've enjoyed this interview as always. And uh, it's, it's always yeah, great talking to you, man. Same. Talk to you soon and see you in Austin.